Hello and welcome to the Quarter Portion Podcast. It is almost 2 a.m. on May 25th. It is the 41st anniversary of Star Wars, and I am Chris DeHoog, here with a quick mini-review, spoiler-free, of Solo, A Star Wars Story. Pat has not seen the film yet, as he had prior commitments tonight, but I wanted to bring you some brief before-you-go impressions if you're headed to the theater this weekend. Uh, I'm going to take some inspiration from our friends at the aptly named Less Than 12 Parsecs podcast and try to give my thoughts in as close to five minutes as as I can manage. So punch it, Chewie. Here we go. Uh, So plot. Um, Plot of the movie manages to kind of follow the sort of arc you might have imagined Han having. The trailers kind of give a good hint of what's coming. Um, we all have our theories and we've, some of us have read the legend stuff. Um, in some ways there's not a lot of surprises in other ways it kept me on my toes. Um, it wasn't as predictable as I thought, it, as I thought it was going to be. The trailers didn't give everything away. Most of the stuff in the trailers is in the movie. Uh, it genuinely kept me guessing, um, in the, in the back half. Um, it really nailed the gangster movie vibe and I was waiting for those, for those betrayals that they mentioned in the trailers. Overall, it's, it's the biggest Star Wars adventure we've ever had. It's got a plethora of planets. The action's constantly changing. Uh, you know, you go from a chase sequence to, you know, you might end up in a war zone at some point. Just a real myriad of experiences. It covers a lot of bases that we're familiar with in Star Wars in fresh ways. Uh, characters. Biggest question going in this movie would, was Alden Ehrenreich going to sell his version of Han Solo? And for me... He did. Uh, I was quite pleased with his performance. Um, I never felt like he was trying to emulate uh, Harrison Ford too strongly. Uh, I think he was doing his own thing. There is quite a few years between the two different versions, uh, and I feel like you can see him morphing more or less into Harrison's grumpy version from A New Hope. So in that regard, Alden was perfectly fine for me. Um, you can see him trying out some of the things that later become his signatures. Jonas, uh, in the supporting role as Chewie, um, has had his biggest chance to shine as Chewie that he's ever had. Um, he's had minimal time to show off in the episodes uh, 7 and 8, um, and you really can't tell the difference between him and Peter Mayhew. If you don't know that they've recast him, this movie is not going to make that obvious to you. Uh, you. You can go from the one actor to the other very seamlessly. And he had some really great moments. Chewie was really used well. Um, throughout, I think. Um, Amelia Clark, I was excited to see her in this in this franchise, um, loving her role on Game of Thrones. See, she performed the role she was given well. I might take issues with the way uh, she was written, uh, which I will not get into without going into spoiler territory, um, but I can also say the same thing for Thandie Newton and for Phoebe Waller-Bridge as Val and uh, L3. Very interesting characters, but I don't think they got the kind of focus that they might have deserved. Donald Glover, um, every was very impressed with from the trailers i thought at times his inflection on his billy d um i don't want to say it was a billy d impression but at times i thought he was trying to kind of force the the lando vibe but um you know maybe i, I, I might change my tune when i see it again especially i now i want to go back and listen to billy d closer and kind of see where the two different versions of the character blend but overall he he is Lando still. I'm very convinced of that. Woody Harrelson was one of my biggest apprehensions about the movie when they, from the time they cast him. I like him in certain things. I was a little afraid he would just end up being a rehash of his role from The Hunger Games, which was a great performance. I didn't want to see Hamish, but Star Wars. And it wasn't that. Um, he turned out all right. Um, I've gotten no real complaints with him. Paul Bettany has a charming take on, a, on his usual high-profile role. There's bits of vision in there. There's bits of 
his character from A Knight's Tale. It's unique enough. This was a character that was recast after the director shakeup, um, so he didn't have a lot of time on set. It seemed seamless to me um, in that regard. Um, I, will, I will also give a special mention to John Favreau and Warwick Davis for their substantial cameos, and Clint Howard. Um, if you've seen anything with, by Ron Howard, uh, you know that his brother shows up at some point, um, usually in a small role, and his cameo in this movie was great. Um, speaking of the production and the director shakeup, uh, you know, it's, it's, they essentially filmed this movie twice, depending on what reports you're listening to, um, but it wasn't noticeable to me. I never would have guessed um, if I'd gone in without knowing anything about it beforehand, and uh, yeah, um, came out seamless, I think. Uh, I'm sure if you dig into some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, you might be able to pick apart at the seams. But um, no, I was convinced. It came out very polished. The turmoil doesn't show. I'm glad they didn't improv very much because I didn't buy all of the humor. And if they had been riffing and just improving all the way through, it would not have been as enjoyable an experience. Uh, the script itself, a lot of Hollywood insiders were saying this could have been or this could be the best Star Wars script ever. I don't know if I agree with that report. It was a good script, but it might be the source of my two biggest disappointments with the movie. Um, there was one moment in there that specifically reminded me a lot of something we've discussed on the show before. I won't say any more. Look for our actual review for that. Um, and some characters, like I kind of alluded to earlier, were a little underutilized or very underutilized, depending on the character. Still, for a plot that jumps around a lot, I thought it handled everything well. Some of it were too short. Um, but there was, and there was one important aspect that seemed a little glossed over from my perspective on the first viewing anyways, but otherwise solid script. Low, lots of Easter egg goodies for longtime fans. Um, there's a lot of little nods to things, subtle things to a little more obvious. There's something in there for just, there's stuff in there that Star Wars fans of all stripes will recognize. Uh, a lot of potential for future canon development as well. Um, Again, I don't want to say too much, but there's some interesting plot threads they could carry out from this movie. So my overall verdict on it is positive. If this is a pass-fail thing, this is a pass for me. Um, people doubted that it would turn out well at all, or that it was worth doing in the first place. But in my in my books, it turns out well. I don't think it's going to rival my top Star Wars movies. I have said before, I like the Force lore and aspect of the movies. Um, but it does give Han a good origin, and um, it plants another flag for the canon tales to revolve around. I can now see the potential for other movies um, involving Alden, Han, and Donald's Lando, as well as some other um, some other things that I can't really get into. Um, it's definitely a fun new perspective on the galaxy. It delves into the criminal side without the influence of the Force in a way that we haven't seen as intensely. Definitely not in the films. Um, it rivals some content from from the Clone Wars and Rebels. So I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to shape your expectations too much. Um, but I did enjoy the movie, and I am looking forward to seeing it at least one or two more times in the theater, depending on how life turns out. But uh, yeah, thumbs up for Solo. Uh, a few things of housekeeping just before I let you go. Um, check back in a few days for our full spoiler review. Um, Pat's going to see it this weekend, and we're going to record a full proper breakdown on it. There's about a week left in the Galaxy of Hope Kickstarter from our friends at Star Wars Echo 3. Please check it out. They could still use your support. Um, it's a great project, and see our last episode for more on that. Shout out again to Heroes Comics for being uh, a sponsor and a big support 
for the show. The show, The Quarter Portion Podcast, is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other podcasting services. Please be sure to subscribe on your service of choice so you never miss a new episode. Uh, we're also available to stream at kyberclub.com and our host, pippa.io, P-I-P-P-A dot I-O, forward slash quarter portion podcast, all one word. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can just search Kyber Club, K-Y-B-E-R, CLUB to find us on either service and join in on our discussion. Your opinions are always worth 60 portions to us. Uh, So until next time, may the force be with you, or at least may your blaster be ever at your side.